It's Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad, and our special guest, Loneliness. That's my favorite guest. I should have just let it pause for a while. I ruined the joke. I mean, I didn't because it's still funny, but I could have, like... It wasn't that great. Not. I don't know. I, I, I found uh, it charming. I, I, you know, sometimes I, I do these little opening things, and when I listen to them again, again, I just... I'll cut this. Oh really? We don't. Once in a while, I completely remove like everything I said in the opening, and the first words are you saying something funny with the ball rolling. Oh, interesting. What? Once in a while, it works out better than the setup. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I trust your comedic timing and, and and whatever words, all the words. Yeah, I I love <laughs> I love editing videos and like practicing that timing. I want to do uh. I want to do that thing where, like, you animate podcasts. Yeah. You, you've seen those little short animated things once in a while. I want to do a Mega 64 one, because I love those guys so much. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, there was a line in a show the other day that isolated. It's such a short little exchange. But in my head, it's like, oh, I could edit this to put in, like, awkward pauses and make it funnier. Sure. Because they're just kind of talking casually, but it's like if there was like a really pregnant pause before someone answered what their fi- favorite uh, pop vinyl was, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that would be fun. I want to, I want to play with that. No, that, that's a good idea. I, I always think of that every time I listen to, um, I guess it's Boston's favorite son now, where the Jim makes up really random situations for Jonathan Holmes to do. And it's just like, I would love to see these animated because they get, they're so weird and they get usually extremely graphic. And it's like, oh man, this would be so funny to cartoons, but I don't have the skill and that'd be a lot of work. Did I show you my, uh, my concept art? I don't know. Okay. So I sketched out, um, I, I find like a lot of these animated, um, when it's like a, a podcast or a let's play, they try to draw the people like normal cartoon characters and it's like i don't want to do anything that's actually that labor intensive but i figure if i lean into the silliness um sure it could get a pass if it's like stylized enough so i sketched out what mega 64 would look like and this is like kind of the first draft i think i want to touch up a few details yeah you definitely haven't shown me this it's loading very slow do you see i know it knows we're recording not yet there we go. Oh, I like how they—they all kind of just got like bean bodies. Yeah, I gave them all like jelly bean bodies, and I, like, I—I I picture each of them maybe looking a little weird. Um, like with Sean, I think it'd be interesting if just he had photorealistic eyes for no that reason. That would be really, really funny. And like, I'm—I'm I'm wondering I'll what Rocco, I could do. Yeah, I—I <laughs> I think I think Rocco maybe turned out the best. Um, Garrett doesn't really look like himself. I gotta, I gotta redesign the shape of his head, I think. Sure. Um. I think, I, I like the shirts, too. You gotta, you got, you got them represented really well here. Oh, yeah. I, I picture if, um, if I did more than one of these, they would always have different shirts. Sure. But no, I'm I, trying I think to, this is cute. Yeah, okay. If, if you think that's cute, I might, I might work on this this weekend. Nice. I like jelly bean bodies, though. Is that from like the Fall Guys thing? Uh, no. This was a. Uh, I, I was trying to just keep it simple shapes, 
to see how it looked and it kind of accidentally turned out this way like i actually drew the heads first and then just quickly did a shape of a body and it's like i'll do i'll fix this with details later but after just drawing those like obscenely short arms on all of them it's like wait a minute this is a look yeah you're still they actually look pretty different from fall guys now that i'm looking up with that show that video game is i'm getting really tired of the uh, fall guys twitter they don't follow it i no i can't people keep it's it's like headlines every time they tweet something stupid it's like everyone is oh. did you see this hilarious diagram of the skeleton inside of a fall guy and it's like, yes, I saw it. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't know. I'm What's glad new I'm with you? Twitter. Um, well, I've been painting Warhammer stuff, and I decided I wanted to try and drill out the gun barrels. So I used a power drill. Oh, why? It's what I had on hand. You, you, so you texted me that you used a power drill, and I literally, like, turned off my phone and set it down for a minute. <laughs> They turned out okay. It's one of those things where, like, this, in in hindsight, this could have been a huge disaster, and it wasn't. Like, I didn't break anything, and most of the, the, the barrels are pretty off-center, but they didn't destroy or chip the plastic. So I'm calling it a win, but uh, I think in the future, I'm not going to use a power drill. That's good. They're very shallow holes, too. I just kind of wanted to give them little divots. You know, they really, they don't have to be deep, um, because what you can do is you, uh, you like, you wash, or you, you use a black paint on the inside. Mm-hmm. It just, if there's enough of a texture there, it looks good enough. My, my main guy turned out the best. Uh, let me, I'll send you a quick picture. Oop, Emily sent me a picture of her cat. Hi, Emily, your cat is super cute. I've been, I've been, I've, Emily from the comics podcast, we've just been texting each other pictures of our cats. Yay. Which is fun. This is going to be a really bad picture, but you can see the the gun barrel. Like, this one turned out pretty good. Most of the others are fairly off-center, but not, I don't know. I guess I'm a little disappointed, but I'm also glad I didn't break them. And I feel like, I don't know how else to take it, right? Like, <laughs> but it was, um... It was fun. I'm actually really enjoying these characters again. There was a, there was a time when they were like really pissing me off. I was getting pretty discouraged because it was just been so hard to work on them. They have so many fucking weird little details. But I finally um I guess I don't want to say overcome them because I'm still painting them, but I've gotten a little more zen about it and I'm just kind of like, you know what? I can make this work and I'm just going to take it, you know, kind of a color at a time and if I screw up, it's okay. I can go over it and they're, they're starting to turn out really nice. Oh, they really are. I like how these holes turned out. Yeah, this this guy turned out really good. These were the This is the first one I did, and they were the most centered, and then they got a lot more off-centered as I went. Now, I see what you mean with the divots, but I'm going to say with these guns, you got those obnoxious little holes on the side. Mm-hmm. So if you're remotely off-center, then you'll accidentally like expose that. Yeah. So you kind of want to do the divot thing. And I have a couple of, like, bigger guns. Like, one guy's, you know, he's using two hands to hold a very large weapon. Um, that one's a bit more off-center. And I might try and fix it, because I feel like if I widened the hole a little, it would be fine. And it's a big enough barrel where I might be able to get away with that, but I... We'll see. But I have, I have a game plan on how I'm going to finish them. I don't know what I'm going to do with the bases, 
But as far as like the main characters themselves, I know how I'm going to approach the rest of the colors, and I, I think once I have that final wash stage done, and, and I kind of smooth everything out and get in the cracks, they'll look pretty good. I'm liking them. Thank you. I don't know if my Chaos Marines versus these guys is like a fair fight. I think the Orcs are a bit more expensive, and I, I think they're kind of like a specialty squad based on like just well, how much more detailed they are. I think I think your guys were too, though. Because your be. guys have like the jetpacks and stuff. Like they're kind of... um Yeah. They're, they're more than just the grunt, like okay. front linesmen. Because I do, I do want to like have them be um, ideally fairly equal. So if I wanted to play and like set up a, a board or something that I could legitimately do that in, it would be anybody's game. I've also like... I've seen some really cool Necron paint schemes and I kind of want to get a set of those now and then obviously there's that that Tyranid set I still want so I don't know how far I'm going to take my my Warhammer miniature painting hobby but it it is easy to just find more things to want to work on oh yeah (laughs) sorry I'm finishing off my sushi I love my Mm. sushi well that's kind of been the, the big the big project so far this week and then I've been, I've still been playing around with the vocal stuff, uh, sending my vocal coach weekly updates, and and I I feel like I'm like getting pretty, I'm progressing, and and the direction I'm really supposed to be in today felt really good. I sent him about a minute clip, and I was like, this sounds like really legitimate now, and it feels like how he wants me, you know, how he says it's supposed to. So I was really happy about that for a while, and then I tried to do it again before we started, and I was like, oh no, I lost it. I didn't. I didn't memorize the muscles I'm supposed to use. I have to find it again. <laughs> Why is this so cruel? But that's been that's been a lot of a lot of fun and and, and very fairly rewarding. Now that I'm like really in the right direction and I'm not like hurting myself every time I try. That sounds like improvement, right? Yeah, it's um. I feel like I've talked about this a little bit on and off, and I always forget what I say because I drink. But just the difference between how I was doing it and just like using a lot of air and hoping for the and getting a sound that I could control really well, but it was just a very um this like the least efficient way to do it and also really hard on different muscles in my throat versus the way I'm doing it now, which is a lot harder to do, but it's a lot more precise and a lot more relaxed. And it's just funny like the tutorials I've seen and, and how the, the things they re- just did not mention. And it's like, oh man, most of these YouTube tutorials are really bad. But it, it, it feels fundamentally different going from A to B. Like, I'm like relearning how to do this. Yeah, I I guess with this sort of a practice, you really do have to make sure you're, you're starting on the right first step. Yeah. I saw a great comic where it was, um, it was like a, a tutorial on how to watch Bob Ross and paint along. And step one is when he starts the show and says that you want to put on like a clear varnish on your your mat first. Mm-hmm. Um. Then you say, "Well, I probably don't need that. I'll skip that step." <laughs> yeah, you showed me that. And it's just like, yeah, that's how it, <laughs> it's like. It, let's let's skip step one. That's a that's the best way to start any project. I I tried to do I've tried the Bob Ross method, but with acrylic paints instead of oil. And it doesn't work as well because, duh. Though the way he like approaches trees and stuff, since a lot of it's like brush technique that will transfer over with oil or acrylic paints, but 
like his blending and stuff. Yeah, it all is so based on putting that clear clear coat of varnish on. Like if you don't do that, you're it's not gonna work. Oh, did Matt show you his uh his 40k drawing? He did. No, he did not. So he doesn't know what 40k is. And um, I showed him one of my miniatures, and he was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And he took a picture of it. And he's like, "I want to draw this." Oh, so nice. I, like, I'm showing him like other stuff, and it's like, "No, no, no! I think you'll like this guy more." And I was showing him like the uh, um, the tech priest guys, and he had, he got these new pens that are ink washes. Freaking send! There it is. <clears throat> and so he he wanted to do a little like test. Can you hear me? Yes. I figured you were sending me something. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I am, but my my headset's like beeping funny. I can't tell what's going through. Oh. There we are. Here we go. Uh, it's loading. Ooh. This is pretty cool. Came in sideways. That's cool. That's okay. I can turn my head. Um, It's pretty neat. Yeah. But I love the wash. Um, He was saying that the pens really blend. He uses like two different ones. But what's neat is that the, the wetness actually, like, bleeds into the ink line work. So it all blends so much that there there's, like, a unified appearance to it. I really like, like, the parchment he's holding because I feel like he's got, like, the shading in there and it looks weathered and torn and, you know, beat up really well. Like Yeah, he's been it, having a lot of fun with that technique. Only three really colors, right? Like, it's white, black, and then, like, a gray for the the shadows. But just the way he's, yeah, like the you can tell, like, it's wet enough and it's done what it's supposed to do that's pretty cool i didn't know he did a lot of drawing oh he's like what's the word obnoxious <laughs> um he, he every time he picks up a hobby he like immediately does better than anyone else and then he gets bored of it and moves on sure um he's been doing these amazing line works i'm having trouble finding uh I, like this looks good but i feel like you're you're like a better artist Oh, you should, you should see his trees. He, he's been doing these like Tim Burton ass trees that are like, oh yeah, you're you're really good. That's neat. Thanks for sharing. I hate those people. I can't find. I feel like I feel like my brother's kind of one of those where he yeah he, he picks things up really fast. Yeah, uh, he Joe Joe is the same thing. Yeah, he's a uh, he has a he just he grasps the fundamentals. I think right away as part of it. It's like you fucker. Well, that's why people like you and me start podcasts. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know what? No one else does that. We're the only podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, so I guess, are, are we are we on to Warhammer updates? Sure, why not? You, you talked about yours. Um, I wanted to get a new case. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I got that foam case, and I do like it. But it's kind of flimsy, and I had this weird thing where it's like, well, wait, I have to put this somewhere that I'll never accidentally put something else on top of it. And I was thinking about, like, how it's just not that, it's not that great for storage. And then I was counting out the spaces, and it's like, wait, I can't fit my full army in here. I, I need, like, two or three of these. And the more I was thinking about it, it's like, okay, I'll just invest in, like, a better case. Um, Ideally, something that can work for storage and transport so i don't have to like fret about stuff breaking you know when i put it in the closet yeah uh so i i ordered this uh it's really nice it's like a big tower and it's got a uh a glass front end so it actually kind of works as a display too and it has shelving 
Have you oh. seen these? No, but that sounds pretty nifty. Um... So yeah, so I, I'm doing all this research because um, I wanted I wanted magnetic shelving, and everything kept coming back to this one brand. If I could send you a picture, there we are. They kept coming back to these uh, table war cases. Oh man, this looks and like so, something that you would like rob a bank and put the money in. Well, that's the thing. It it feels like that. When I was I was pulling it out of the box when it showed up, and my mom was asking what it was because she thought that it was like a technical equipment or something. Yeah, like like a microscope and a gun would be in here if you were James Bond and you were trying to solve a virus problem. Right, or like organ transplant or something. Like it, it like locks on different angles and it, yeah. it opens from different sides. Um, you can see there's like a rack system where you can put in different shelving. Yeah. Uh, and then on the shelves you can put sheets of metal so that you ma- you put magnets in the bottom of the the bases. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever looked at the bottom of yours, but there's like a little hole that's like just the right size for you to snugly fit a magnet into. Oh, is it really? Yeah. If you if you turn one upside down, um, so I'm putting magnets in all my my minis, and that way they'll all sit in there safe and sound. The shelves like roll out, and on the bottom there's a drawer too. Yeah, so, so I can put like extra nifty. bits and d- dice and everything, and it's really big. <laughs> like I think my whole army will fit in it. And so I was like, okay, this is this is really nice. So I decided to get this one because it's getting all the good reviews. Like there's other magnetic cases, but some of them are like cumbersome or they have weird sizes that weren't thought out very well. Mm-hmm. And this one just like this is like generation three, but people say, yeah, I got gen one and it was perfect. I, and then I got a gen three and it's like, how'd they improve perfection? And it's like all these reviews sound paid off, but I know they're not all paid off. Right. You know, so I ordered one. It shows up and it's really nice. They also forgot to include the shelves. Oh, no. So it's like, okay, well, I like my case, but I'll just email them real quick. Yeah. Um. So they're like, oh, sorry, we'll fix that. And so then they sent me a second case that had the shelves in it. Oh, so you've got two. Yeah, well, it's like, Kinda. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, I have one and I have one that doesn't have shelves in it. So I, I write them back and it's like, hey, you sent me a whole case with the shelves. I just need the shelves. And they're like, whoa. Okay, <laughs> it was just like a weird thing where I feel like the guy was like talking to the person that works in the warehouse, and it's kind of like I don't want to have to talk to him again. Yeah. Um. So it, well, I'm arranging to send that back. Sure. But I didn't order enough magnetic trays. Um. I I like I just did that part wrong on my end. Okay. So I placed an order for the magnetic trays. And then I got an email that the order was canceled. And I said, oh, no, no, we, we fucked up the last one. We'll we'll send you these. But now there's, like, no paper trail. And so I'm, like, on edge. Like, okay, are these going to show up at all? Or do you have to wait a month and order again when he forgets? <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at Necrons right now. There's some fucking sick-ass Necron units. God damn. Oh, did you but- see those new ones they, they unveiled, like, this weekend? No, but I'm looking at... I think these are ones that have... Like the Lich Guard, fucking sweet, and then the, uh, oh, they're way at the bottom. Motherfuckers, where'd they go? Basically, the they're the same price point, and it's just, like, the things you can make are really cool. It's like, oh, they come with laser spears, or you can, like, give them guns and shields. And it's like, man, I kind of want, like, I like these, like, shoulder, these, these wrist guns and shields. Like, these look really fucking badass. They're skeleton monsters. Hell yeah. 
this it? My poor wallet. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a it's a weird hobby to get into because uh, things happen really fast. Yeah, and the thing though is like these orcs, I've like put a lot of hours into them. They're still not done. So like, you know, to me, it's been a worthwhile project. Oh yeah, hobby wise, you're really making this last. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I'm trying not to move too fast on my my uh. I got my big like carrier ship, and it's like I haven't really painted it because I'm afraid of it. Sure. Like something about it's intimidating that I wasn't intimidated otherwise. And it's like, boy, I don't. I, like I'll get to it, but I'm scared. I feel like if so I just, do get a set of Necrons, I gotta like pick the colors I haven't really used yet and use those just so I can like use my paints up. It's like I haven't really oh, used yeah. red. Oh, red Necrons are cool. Yeah, I think something like red skeleton then might be neat with like a lot of black, and then Have doing seen, like orange um, uh, weapons. I'm having trouble finding the uh, the new models that showed off. Um, have you seen some of those like alternate paint schemes? I've seen a lot for Necrons. People get really creative with them. Like I've seen like a like like disco stuff and like really like really bright uh, cyberpunk things that look really cool. And then I've seen a bunch of different, like, desert schemes. So, yeah, like, people get fun with them. Yeah, they. I feel like the designs almost ask you to be boring, because mostly they're just skeletons. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, how many colors can you put on there? There's not, like, a lot of different pieces. But then you'll see how different people will dissect them differently. And it's like, oh, I didn't think about accenting just those joints or accenting just these rivets or whatever. Yeah. Um... My issue is I feel like the best color schemes with Necrons involve an airbrush. Yeah, the way I've, the, the, I've heard Everything that. glows on them, right? Like, they're so... Because they're so futuristic. And uh, the best way to get glow effects seems to be to use an airbrush. And I don't have one of those, and I will not buy one of those, because I'm not into it that much. I like this metallic one, um, where it looks like stainless steel. Oh, holy shit, that guy's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really awesome, but it's also like I'm certain that took some time to do. <laughs> Jesus, just the details on the weapons, like you can see the highlights where he painted in all of the light sources and stuff and then the the red rivets through it, the like the channel and those are glowing different colors like holy fuck. Yeah. That thing is tiny. Like I mean it, it's a big for a, a, a Warhammer model, but you know just like the scale of it, it's like can't imagine. <laughs> Yeah, these get really impressive really fast. Yeah, the the other units you sent look pretty cool, and like that the red and black one is probably where I would start, but I'd want to go a little some another kind of accent color that really pops. I'm not sure what, but do you have that? Um, they sent you that link for that color wheel tool. Is it like the Adobe one? Maybe it was on Adobe because there's a really good Adobe color wheel. Is it the one where you can customize, like, how many points you want to bring up? Yeah. It's, like, color.adobe.com is the one I've, I've been using. No, I use sessions.edu. I never used that one. It's sessions, you said? Yeah, I sent you a link, but it's, um... It's sessions.edu slash color dash calculator. Okay. And it's really straightforward, but it lets you do things, um... By, like, choosing how many points you want to, like, balance out. Oh, I see. And, like, the nature of how you want them to actually, like... Let me see. There we are. 
So you can have like three points and you can kind of like lock them together so you get the ratios the same. And yeah, there's a lot this... of uh there's a lot of YouTube videos about color theory and how to like I I really hate everything that is taught in public schools about art because I find a lot of it is like presented as mathematical facts. Yeah. Like you walk out of school understanding 2 plus 2 equals 4 and then you walk out of school understanding the opposite of red is green. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, you have to unlearn color and start over. Um because there's there's nuance to it. Like you have to factor in things like saturation and like um just the nature of shadow and how light reflects off of shadow and Yeah. There's just a lot to learn that I feel like a lot of people don't get adequate education on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many times I've been told that you can't shade with black. And it's like, there's so many different art styles. I don't know how anyone can possibly say, you can't do blank. Yeah. That's, that's a very wrong thing to say. I think you can critique that uh, it's creating certain issues in the composition or you can say maybe this thing would complement what you're trying to get across but then when i see something that's shaded with black and it looks exactly like what i want it's like no i'm gonna do that right right yeah i feel like i didn't have it's one of those things like my brother's always had a good grasp of color stuff because of his background and he's you got a fairly artistic background and then has had to design games and he usually does some of the artwork and so if I'm stuck on something, I'll be like, hey, Joe, help me help me color this. Like, what am I doing wrong? And when I was working on the uh, cover for what will be my short story collection, that was another one of the things. It's like, I'm really close to being done. Something's not quite right. Like, what is it? And he's like, oh, you have, like, some really bright, like, teal colors in here from whatever you were using. You should grab, like, the desaturation brush and just, like, tone those down so it's they just match the hues and values of everything else, like. You can keep the color, but they're just, it's just too bright. And it, you, you do that, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Or or there's a, a, a picture of the planet Earth, and there's some green in that, but there's no green really anywhere else in the picture. And so I brought the green down a bit, and it kind of made it a little more of a gray. And, and now it doesn't, it doesn't leap out at you. And it's like you wouldn't notice it unless – like you know something's wrong, but you don't know what unless you have that grasp of like why you know it's wrong. Yeah. Graphic design is really hard. Like, and I have other people I go to when it comes to like fonts and stuff. Like, hey, here's the composition. Here's the dimensions. Help me find a font. I'm trying to go for this. And then my friend Matt, who I've done uh, game jam stuff with before, he will usually, you know, give him a day or two, and he'll kick me like a dozen fonts and be like, these should all look really good. And you go through all of them and then, you know, pick the one you like and. It's it's nice knowing people that can do that, so I don't have to learn it. Yeah, that is actually very nice. <laughs> I I feel like I have a good job at um like framing and composition, but color's definitely something that I personally struggle with. Um, so a lot of times when I when I try to do something, it tends to be in grayscale. Sure. And I've been like actively forcing myself to use color when I can, but like. My my main comic I've been working on, it's all black and white, so I don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's all very basic shapes, and I won't even do backgrounds. It's just like, how does this one panel look? I'm, like, baby's first comic book, I'm going to frame everything how I want it to. 
and it's weird how painfully basic and minimalist it is, and then it's also, like, the one thing I get compliments on. Sure. It's like, this is in my skill range. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, it suits, though, right? Like, because the artwork has to suit the tone, it has to suit what you're going for, and so when you match things up, it's okay if stuff is simple or you don't have backgrounds if if you don't need them, right? And I think that's why that comic succeeds. And I've definitely read comics where I didn't like the artwork for whatever reason, and, and sometimes it's just like, I think the artwork's really ugly, the faces are kind of weird, and other times it's like, it's too cartoony for what it's trying to do in terms of a story. And that can be its own thing to, to, to manage, because you're writing a you know, it's a comic book, and it's a Technically a cartoon, but there are, you know, there's a sliding scale in terms of uh, of cartooniness. You know, is it SpongeBob or is it uh, something a lot more realistic looking? You know what comic I miss? What? The New 52 Wonder Woman. I don't know. I never read that. I'd have to go look up what it looks like. Also, that Necron you just sent me looks a fucking badass. Yeah, I saw that one, and my first thought was that that might be kind of what you're looking at. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to do more red, but goddamn, the black with the red accent is just choice. Like, that looks so fucking cool. I almost wonder what it would be like if, um, if you just colored, like, his shoulder pauldrons and the shield red, but left his body kind of with that, like, steel black look. Yeah. You could probably dick around in Photoshop and uh, approximate that. I really like this hobby, this this painting little things. I, I I know we talk about it a lot now, but it is like legitimately, it's fun, it's relaxing, it's weird. Like it, it just because sometimes it, my skill level, you just really, I I I feel like it gets in the way of what I want to do, and it's frustrating. But then when you overcome it and it, you 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 know reapproach what you're doing in a different way, or buy a fucking paint thinner so you can clean your brushes easier, uh helps yeah it's just been it's been really really fun like I, I like my characters that i've done so far and i'm not gonna like pretend i'm good at this or amazing but it is i feel like what i have looks cool enough that i'm gonna keep doing and and maybe play some games you know at a certain point yeah i do think you're doing a good job though i mean you you've seen what bad ones look like mm-hmm. weird i'm getting like errors on google now I don't know if this this conversation we're having is really funny because it feels like this is the most conversation-y podcast I think we've had where we're just talking and it, it there's so much visual elements that not, you know, we're sending each other pictures and shit that the audience can't see. Yeah, I'm sorry. I started drinking my wine a little early, so I'm a little, like, scatterbrained. Yeah, and I had a, I had a shot of whiskey before we started, so I'm not any better. Yay, we're equals. So I had a, I had a really funny idea. Um, I was at over having a drink with my dad and, and he had like Fox on or something and the mass singer started playing and there's a new season and they're introducing all the, the people and I'm like oh yeah this this show's all right like it, it's okay it's kind of crap but like there are good things about it like some of the costumes are neat and, and the songs are, are usually fun because they're pop songs uh, everything in between eh. and so then the first costume shows up and it's all fun I'm like never mind I take I take it back but then I started thinking about DC and I was like what if like, all the bad guys captured all the superheroes and basically made them do a mass Singer because the whole thing is, you know, you lose, you take the mask off and see who it is. And that would be really funny because all of a sudden, okay, they, no one wants to lose because then their identity is going to be taken from them. 
And so there's the thing. And then, but then Superman, his identity is he puts fucking glasses on. He doesn't have a costume or a mask. And I don't think Wonder Woman does either. And uh, then I started laughing because it's just dumb. But I'm also like, how would I structure a comic book where like the Joker is the the person you know uh, hosting this, and all the DC characters have been captured and their powers are taken away, and they have to like sing and dance to the villains, and then people have to guess who they are. I think that would be... There's a way to make that, like, a legitimately funny, I don't know, six-issue mini. I am on... I think I'm on board with this idea. I just love the idea of, like, Superman is the worst right away. I'm like, okay, we're gonna unmask you, and they're like, oh. You're... What the fuck? You know, and they're just, like, upset. I... So I just... I'm looking for, for Wonder Woman New 52 art. And I found this one panel where she puts on her tiara and someone's like, you're Wonder Woman? (laughs) Also, her face in that, man, I know that's like a hard perspective to do, but that jawline looks really bad. It's maybe not the best um, shot of her, right? But I love what they do with the color and the shading. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they don't don't go overboard. Like, each section is sort of colored in and then it's shaded over. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a style to it that's very consistent and very interesting, especially when they get into, like, more of the weird, like, fantasy stuff. Like, there's a part where she goes to Hades, and that whole world looked really neat in this style. Oh, sure, sure. Um, Yeah, I think this is my favorite Wonder Woman run, and I feel like a lot of people didn't like it. I think my one complaint with it was every issue, she'd go topless for a panel, and I don't know why. I mean, you know why. What? But every issue? Yeah, that seems gratuitous. It was like, it was confusing that she always has to, um, like, well, I'll just casually change costumes since we have to go now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Like, you could you could skip this panel and it wouldn't change the story any. Right. Um, Not that it's, like, graphic or, or even that suggestive, but it's like, okay. Whatever. There's something weird about, like, I don't really like DC Comics. I've been on the record quite a bit for that, but I feel like their characters are just inherently... The archetypes are just... They're, they're just compelling enough that I want to play with them. Like, there's a certain sandboxness to, like, Batman and his villains and Wonder Woman and the Justice League and Darkseid and just... I would love to actually have the opportunity to write those characters doing something, and it would probably be completely different than what's out there, but then it would also probably be completely... This, Completely the same because there's like a hundred years of them and all the stories have been told. But I don't know, just I just like the idea of, of the Joker doing making them like sing and dance and, and then killing them at the end because he's the Joker and it's comic books. But it's like how do you do a singing and dance scene visually but the visuals aren't moving and there's no audio? Like how do you portray that? And I feel like that would be yeah. the hardest part about this is to actually like these scenes where they're supposed to be showing off and like it would be I think it would just be really difficult but there's probably like the one way to do it that would work perfectly and I just can't think of it. Yeah, I kind of hate when there's music in um in comics because most of the time I kind of wonder if I'm supposed to care or if I'm supposed to just understand that it is music. Cuz right. like when you when you're watching a movie um like take something like uh Guardians of the Galaxy and they, the ship like just passes by the camera, and it's zooming towards the planet, while a song is playing. And that song 
fits the mood immediately. You you understand what the next scene is going to be about. Yeah. Uh, if you had a Gardens of the Galaxy comic book and Star-Lord says, I'm going to play this Earth tape from the Earth year 1978. And then they like put up the lyrics in like little word bubbles with musical notes. You don't get a feeling from it. Right. You you could pull meaning. Like, do these lyrics mean something? Is this foreshadowing something later? But it's a completely different experience in the story. Mm-hmm. So, um, like when I when I want to incorporate music into a story, I tend to, um, I, I tend to try to find like emotional shortcuts, like jumping to the chorus, so that it's like, okay, this is an earworm song. So two words in, you're gonna know. Um, you know, if I put a musical note and it says one week and you're going to fill in the rest in your head. Yeah, I think I think the way you make this work is all known to the lettering. Oh, yeah. Lettering can be really, really key. Like if you have Batman up on stage and he's supposed to sing a song, okay, you have to pick the right song for him. Uh, it's got to be something that fits like his persona. But then if you you want to get a. a through that he's doing like the Batman voice, so you do like really a, you pick a font or you a custom letter where everything's really jagged and it's like really thick black bold face, and you're like okay he's like growling this or screaming this or doing his Batman voice right like you you try to get that across or you have someone trying to sing really nice maybe use like a really thin letter a uh, little cursive element to it and you you do different fonts and different styles of of of, of that per singer and I think that could be a way to get across what you're trying to do. It's not perfect, but it's definitely better than just like, you know, the little, little music note and then the words in Courier New or whatever. I, I half wonder if you would want to like back it up with what the music video would look like. Yeah. Like do you like really extra stylized, um, like uh, almost a meta narrative that it would cut to? Mm-hmm. To like tell a brief story through the song lyrics, like that—that that might be an interesting thing just as art to look at. Yeah, I think if you mess with the kerning of the notes too, like the idea of like you know something drawing out like the word "the" and so you you space the letters out kind of far apart, that might work. Yeah, it might take a couple passes, and it might need like a lot of um help with like supervision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd want a lot of like, hey, what do you guys think of this? Help me out here. Cause, but I think there's a way to do it. It just If this was a, a short run and you could commit to like, okay, we're only doing six issues. We can pull this off. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that would be fun. I do like the concept, though. I want like, my immediate thought, too, is like the first issue, like Superman goes up and loses. They... Joker has a fit about how do you unmask him, and then doesn't care, and then basically just, like, stabs him with, like, a kryptonite dagger and kills him. And it's like, okay, it's this kind of Elseworld story where these characters can actually die. But then it's, like, it's like funny and stupid, and they just immediately gruesome as fuck on the last page. And not because I think that's good storytelling, but because I think that's a fun way to troll your readers. And it, with comic books, I think that it's okay to do that, because... There's so many of them. There's so many Elseworld stories. Like, if you can throw something like that in there, it feels a little more justified, though it kind of depends on what mood I'm in when I'm reading it, too. Like, I mean, if, if you're doing a goofy miniseries, I mean, it, did you ever read um, Afterlife with Archie? Mm-hmm. Like, 
that that first issue has important characters that are dead. Yeah. Like they they right off like set you up with a a weird situation um that like straight up you know, oh this isn't going to be like canon to the main Archie story later. So I can just like check off and and listen right. see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would, it would be important to do that early on and establish that this is this is what this is, and, and this is the rule set, and, you know, have fun with it kind of thing. I think I showed you this, but do you remember um, when the Lego movie was at the Oscars? I remember when it was, but I don't, I don't watch the Oscars, so I don't know what happened. Um, so they, that song, Everything is Awesome, got nominated for Best Song. Okay. And it was really weird that year, because the other two or three songs that were nominated were, like really slow paced uh melodramatic um like i i'm a i'm a lady that no one loves and i'm and the world is against me and i don't know if i can do better but i'll try like it was the same like kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then everything is awesome which is nice tonally a little bit different yeah but what was really cute was the musical number. It wasn't just them coming out and like singing this fun song. They committed 110% to putting on the best Lego show ever where like everyone's in costume as Legos and they're making all these like meta jokes to Legos and like the parts of the song in, do you remember the everything is awesome song? Yes. There's parts where they just like list things that they like. And so they walk out with props. So they're just like, they have like a box cereal and here's a dog. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all. It's just a list of things that are cool. Right. And they had people like go out into the audience and like handing actors, um, Lego Oscars awards. And they had like acrobatics, like backflipping and jumping off of things. And it was just crazy production. And what was really cute is how, like, the Oscars is so hoity-toity and everyone's in their, their suit and tie. While the silly stuff is going on, that is like, tonally the weirdest thing of the whole night. Um, But the best part is halfway through the song, Batman gets, like, a solo. Oh, and he's doing his Batman voice, too. I bet that was pretty entertaining. Yeah, so I just, I sent you the clip where Batman shows up here. Okay. Boom. Let's watch this. <laughs> I did not know this was at the fucking Oscars. It was at the Oscars on That's stage. That's amazing. Oh, fucking D- of, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dio. Yeah. And I just, I love how it's like Batman singing about what's awesome to him, which is like having dead parents while they're like flashing skeleton Bruce Wayne's parents <laughs> like goes on screen. I just love the idea of, like, oh, I got to be at the Oscars. Really? Yeah, I dressed up as Batman and played the guitar and sang about my dead parents. And it's like, uh, that, that's the thing that happened. That You, you can't take that away from that man. No, he, he that's got a, to that's do a that. memory. Forever. Yeah. Shit, I'm talking really loud. I'm sorry, everybody. There we go. <laughs> oh. So, like, watching that live, I was in, like, disbelief. And when the song ended, I was like, well, that's the highlight of the night. And I just left. <laughs> <laughs> as like, you do well, I'm gonna go to bed <laughs> it's downhill nice. from here <laughs> it's kind of funny too because like the Oscars is at a place where like people are giving less and less of a shit about it and they're trying to like how do we get people to watch the Oscars it's like 
I mean, I'm never going to. You you literally can't get me to because I don't care. And I can wait till the next day and be like, oh, those movies won an Oscar. Neat. Moving on. So the, the Emmys were last weekend. Yep. It was the lowest rated Emmys ever. Now, what confuses me is I didn't know the Emmys were going to be on. Did they tell anyone? I think I saw like a commercial at one point for it while I was watching Venture Brothers on Hulu. And it's like, did you know the Emmys are happening this year? It's like, I don't care. Okay, so I didn't even know. So I have a feeling that might have been why they had record low viewership. Yeah, okay, um, it probably didn't help. I'm, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. But apparently one of the things that made it weird was they didn't have an actual like award ceremony with people there. They did like, all the awards were presented over Zoom calls. So I'm kind of yeah, like, everyone wants to see that. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. It's a very I'm good kind of moment. There we go. I feel like of all the award shows, I'd almost be more inclined to watch the Tonys, and I don't give a shit about musicals for the most part. But I also understand that there's a lot more. There's so much skill involved in what they're doing, and I, like, oh, a bunch of. People doing uh, musicals, I bet that's a really fun performance and stuff. Like, I, I bet they make that one fun. Having never watched the Tonys, I just assume it's the best one. Yeah, you know, that might be something worth holding on to. Just never never watch them, and you'll never break the dream. Yeah, there you go. I'm guessing. I don't know. Oh, you still want to write a song, right? You want You want to do a song together? At some point. I feel like all my ideas for music are terrible that you wouldn't be interested in doing. Yeah, you say that. So the big problem is, is when people come with at me with ideas for music, it's with the assumption that I'm going to be doing like 90% of the work. I want to do a cover of um, Kid Cuisine by Hungry Eskimo. <laughs> you you changed the what cover you want to do every time you say you want to do a cover. Yeah, but I like that song. Because <laughs> before it was some Wendy's thing, right? Wendy's? Maybe not Wendy's. It was some like, it was some comedy song that had to do with food, like a, a brand, a comedy song about. I don't know. Maybe food. it wasn't comedy. I swear to God, we've had this conversation before. Well, no, I, I feel like we have, and I cannot think of any songs about food. Well, okay, so the new one now. Um, so Kid Cuisine is Frozen Dinners. Is yes. that what you're thinking of? Yes. I like that. No, song. The, no, this is different. It was not a Kid Cuisine before, but okay, so Kid Cuisine song. What, what are we What are we listening to now? Oh, you don't know that song? No. Oh, let me quick. Because I typed in Kid Cuisine song, and I'm getting weirdly different results. So this is Kid Cuisine by Slow Draw the Hungry Eskimo. Oh god, this is an actual four-minute song. Like, it's a legit song. Yeah. Is this, like, something this guy did for fun? Like, is this a real thing, or is it... Oh, it's mostly for fun. Okay. So the good thing about this is if he's still alive, and this was put up in 2011, is he might be able to just, like, send us a MIDI file and be like... This sounds like shit. What is wrong with you? I like it. It's stupid. I like it. He's I just, like, talking into a microphone. Yeah, but I, I like that. It's spoken word. Honestly, he sounds like Dave Mustaine in a handful of Megadeth songs. 
I realized today that I fucking do not like Megadeth. You know what? That's okay. You don't have to like everything. I know. I... Um, but sometimes it's hard, and I understand that. I mean... I'm not really fired up to do this one, Cameron. I, I don't know if I like this one. So, I told you, you wouldn't like it. You did. Um, we'll, we'll think of something else. I, I wish I could remember what that other song was. Was that... Was the other songs like a, a joke one that was only like 30 seconds long or something? I, I thought it was only like a minute or something, and it had to do with... Uh, I swear to God, it had to do with some kind of like restaurant chain. Oh, Waffle House. Yes, it was Waffle House. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is that still on the table? Or you want to think mm. of like an actual song? I mean, you could you could like message Tamers on Twitter or something and be like, hey, one of your songs we want to do. Does he have original songs? Tamers? Yeah. I don't think so. That He's surprises me. He's never responded me. to any of my messages, though. Oh, really? What an asshole. You're like his number one fan. I. You know what's funny? I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Some of the people in his comments are like that like some of them post things where it's like they're along for the joke and then other people will like actually like call out things like uh continuity errors where it's like it's like there's a layer of like well this is kind of funny but also I'm not sure if this person's actually upset sure I don't know what we'll, we'll, we'll find a song I'm sure but it's one of those things right like I have the computer program and all the instruments and stuff, so I'm probably going to be the one that has to transcribe and compose everything, and then I have to mix it, and then I have to master it. And that's all, well, that's it all winds up to being a lot of work. That's why That's why you have to do this. You have to, like, pick what we would actually work on. Yeah. Um, Because, like, realistically, I don't picture, um, I don't picture myself being able to contribute much. Right. You know? I mean, you have a couple of instruments you can play with, they're sort of joke instruments, and then you can sing and act and talk and, and, and whatnot. Um, I still want to do it at some point, but I don't, it has to be the right project, because we have to both really want to invest tens of hours into it. You know what else I like is um a lot of the Aquabats stuff. You know, I bet we could pull that off a lot easier, because there's a huge... Uh, audience for that so people will have already done a lot of the transcription work for us do um do you know any aquabat songs i don't i think one of my favorite ones is cute it's about a martian girl we're dumb why don't we just pick a steven universe song uh oh we could i love um it's over isn't it which one is that or the end credits one what's uh what's the end credits song called I don't know. I never listened to the end credits. Oh, this is the one that Pearl does. Yeah, this is good. This is a nice emotional moment in this show. Like, my favorite one is Familiar. Yeah, I don't like that one. But I feel like that's a, a controversial opinion that I have because it seems like most people are like, I don't really care for that one. Oh, really? I, I think a lot of people like it. I thought Maybe I was the, the outlier. I know. Oh, I don't know. I feel like... If, I think last time I talked about it... Steven Universe, or Steven Universe with Emily, like, she had a lot more songs that were her favorite over that one. If you could begin to be half of what you think of me, I could do about anything. I could even learn how to love. Yeah, we could do this one. I don't, we'd have I'd to have figure to, out how to split it up. 
Yeah, I don't know how that song would work in my key, though, because I don't... I'm not good at singing, so I don't know what to, uh... how to handle a song like that. I don't know. The, the, here's the thing, though, is if, if we're using a lot of distorted guitars, um... They, they kind of, like, you know, if you're not great at singing, the, the guitars are there. Like, the, the Dave Mustaine of Megadeth is a fucking awful singer, and, and, but he yeah, plays the but, guitar. But there's still, like, a certain... There has to be, like, a correct key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... It, <laughs> I mean that's, we could honestly, change the key. That's why I liked um, uh, Kid Cuisine, because it's just growling. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can do that. I mean, that's the option, is you could do that. <laughs> Here. It's just gonna maybe sound a little jarring if I'm like, hey, I've got five lessons with a vocal coach underneath me. I'm actually doing this properly. <laughs> and that's the other thing too is like, I don't want to work on music until I have my vocals down to a point where I'm happy with them, and I don't know how long that's going to be now because I am legitimately relearning how to do this properly. When I see the way. No, wait. When I see the way you act, wondering when I'm coming back, I could do about anything. I could even learn how to love. I could even learn how to love like you. I don't know. The other option is the uh, Tempest song from the MLP movie. Uh, that's too cringy. I, you know, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't. I don't want to touch that one. Okay. I like that song, and I like to listen to it. It's so dark, and lyrically, it would be so easy to turn into just, like, a black metal song and just, like, have some, like, crazy tremolo picking and, like, double kicks and stuff like What's that. What's that one called again? Open up your eyes. Yeah. I typed the word open into Google, and it's like, you want open up your eyes lyrics? And it's like, yes, Google, <laughs> thank you. Hey, Google's such an asshole. It's time you learned a lesson. It's time that you understand. Don't ever count on anybody else in this or any other land. I feel like most of the MLP show tunes do not have a huge emotional resonance to them. They're mostly just kind of fun. Yeah. Which is fine, but like, there's a certain level of like the way the Steven Universe worked at show tunes in is is very masterful in terms of an emotional standpoint. Like, I feel like. The, there's a, like this song and then familiar to me are also like is just really impactful moments that they decided to make songs and that's cool. Oh, I love Spinell's songs too. What was um? See, I don't know those ones because I never saw that movie. Oh, really? That's yeah, because you're just like oh, it's like a Dragon Ball Z movie, but for Steven Universe. I was like oh, so it it fucking doesn't matter. No, it was canon. I know, but it also I don't need to see it. His mother's a bitch. Fine. Yeah, but I think one... if we're gonna do a song, it should be it should be a show tune from a cartoon like. I think so that would be, be very appropriate. Yeah, for for our friendship, if that's yeah. what this song is about, I think that's something that we bond over. So I mean, like, like, let me see if I can find a video of this. Viewscore.com. Well, here's the piano sheet music. There's lots of sheet music, which I admittedly can't read. <laughs> That's right, I heard this story over and over again. Gee, it's swell to finally meet your other friends. 
I don't know, that one might be fun, but I feel like there's too much, like, context to it where it's not actually a fun song. No, I, I kind of want I kind of like the idea of trying to do It's Over, isn't it? I, I think, I think this would be difficult to properly compose, but really rewarding if we did it right. So how much of my own spin would you want me on it? I don't know. Which is not the answer you probably want. I oh no, it, it's a valid answer to that question. How does it how does it open? What's the melody? I only have the chorus stuck in my head. Um Oh, that's not where I want to be. I was fine with the men who would come into her life now and again. I was fine cuz I knew that they didn't really matter until you. Okay, yeah, you got you found it then. Went to this site based off a thing, and it's like, find it here. And I typed in Steven Universe, and it was like, Steven Universe, what is that? It's not here. And it's like, okay. lie to me. Oh, thank I'm you. Spelling Steven <laughs> I, wrong. Dude, I'm fucking I'm getting, stupid. No, I'm getting so frustrated. I've been getting that with lyrics songs, like or lyric sites, a lot lately. Here we go. I found a MIDI. Download. Okay, if you want to play with that, I don't know, do you want to, like, twist this into, like, metal or something? Or do you want to try to be, like, relatively loyal to the source material? So, the only thing again, I Because, again, I don't have do... a pretty voice. Right. <laughs> so there's, like, there, there's something to factor there. And the only, the only vocal stuff I'm interested in learning how to do is to sound like, you know, Phil Bozeman from Whitechapel or something, right? So... My, my inclination is typically to go to metal, but I want to see what this looks like uh, in FL Studio, and how many layers there are, because if I think it's just piano, which would be really interesting to play with. And so there's a lot we could do. Yeah, I think the song is only piano. Because my, my mom wants me to do a cover with her for an ABBA song, and I found a MIDI for that, and there's like 12 fucking instruments in it. It's like, oh, it turns out there's, like, strings and flutes and uh, two different kinds of guitars and a piano, and it's like, holy shit, I did not know this was this complicated. Well, if you if you want to play with your MIDI a little bit, um, you can actually... If, if you want to a ask me to uh, record a couple versions of, like, the opening, and you can, like, sample that in mm -hmm. and just see how it's sounding, we could maybe figure out something that works. I guess it comes down to like, because you can take a line. Let's say there's a a, a, a a whole note of a C. You know, they're playing like a C chord in a piano, like dun for that long. You could either just do a guitar chord and down, or you could take that and be like, you know what? Instead of playing the whole thing, let's play a bunch of sixteenth notes, like dun 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 dun. Right? Like, there's a lot of. <laughs> You can stay very faithful to that and still fuck with it a lot. And so there's a lot of options here. Yeah, I, I feel like the lyrics to this song are very melancholic. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say that you can't put aggression in, into the melody. And there's a certain level if we're both going to be performing on here to go in and out. Kind of like a good cop, bad cop thing or um, whatnot. So... I don't yeah, know. there's there's room to experiment for sure. The good news is, is it's there's only like the two layers here, ideally. But so, if we decide to make it our own, 
the, there's a lot we can do or not a lot we can do. Yeah, well, we'll take a look at it and get back to you. This could be fun. Yeah, you know what? This might be fun. Uh, speaking of music, uh, before we go into a glad space, I, I, I'm wondering if, if not next week, maybe the week after, the week after that, like if we want to like do another listen episode like we did with Prince and Nightwish and just like pick some albums. I think that was kind of fun, and it was a it was decent way to like have a topic for an episode, so we don't talk about World of Warcraft or Warhammer again for an hour. Man, so I was thinking about this, and it's like, if you don't like Slow Draw the Hungry Eskimo, I'm gonna find another album. <laughs> but I I mentioned recently that I've been getting into punk music. Yeah, I might find a powerful punk album. I assume okay. you have something in mind already. Um, yes Your, your no. library's a little more well-rounded than mine. I I know I've mentioned uh, Devin Townsend's newest album a couple times, and I still think you might really like that just because it has a very orchestral, bombastic, like, storytelling aspect to it. Um, that might be more up your alley, because you you seem to like the kind of show tunes and, and the, the that sort of thing. But, uh, I don't know, I have such a big music library, I'm also like, what would Cameron like? Because I want you to listen to something I think you would like. I want. I don't want to throw like something fucking weird at you, just for the sake of it. Yeah, that's my problem. The stuff I like, I have to figure out. Okay, can Chad tolerate this one? Well, I'll, okay. I listened to the Coheed and Cambria album that Jean Luc wanted me to the whole way through, and I fucking hated most of that. So, like, I'll, I'll give it a good college try, regardless. Do you like Studio Killers? I don't know them. Because frankly, I love Studio Killers. Then, then let's do that. Um, I feel like they mostly put out singles. Oh, you know what, actually? Oh, I have I listened to them before. Oh, to the Bouncer, yeah, like this stuff. These guys are interesting. They have a weird sound, and their music videos are fucking bizarre. Oh, yeah, I love the music videos, but I love their music especially. Um, oh, yeah, this is good, like, kind of like synth-pop shit. This is nice. Yeah, you know what I would actually rather talk about? Um, if you want to, If you want to make sure we have something to share on the show... Uh, we never really discussed that Final Fantasy album I sent you. Oh yeah. Would you want to? Would you want that to be your half, or do you want me to send you something fresh and more traditional music? Probably prefer traditional. Though, if we want to okay. talk about that Final Fantasy album at some point, I want to listen to it again because it's been a little bit. But I'm totally so how fine about, talking about it. Yeah. What about next week? Let's talk about Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, and we'll take some time to pick just the right albums for each other, and we'll do another listen along. Okay. Ideally, I'd like to announce the albums so that anybody listening at home could uh, join in the homework and maybe enjoy the discussion a little more that way. Mm-hmm. I I like to treat this like a book club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, let's do that. Next week, we'll talk Final Fantasy. Um, but this week, let's close out with a glad space. Okie dokie. Uh, did, you, did you have one queued up there? Yeah, I... I can't remember if is I that mentioned... A, is, is that a glad space in your pocket, or you just have a very large erection? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I've mentioned this YouTube channel before or not, but it's uh, called Goobertown Hobbies. It's, an, it's a mini painting channel. Um, this guy named Brent. And uh, it's just, it's really fun and relaxed. I've been watching it again lately just because I like to relax when I watch YouTube like before bed. Like, and it's just such a good one. But he's also a really good painter. And the one that got me back into it is he... um. He was doing, he's trying to start like a, a trend of, of, he had some space marines and he's painting them in the, the colors of his local game shop store, like, like their logo colors. And he actually like printed off their logo on little transparency papers, like D 
decals and stuck them on there and did these really, really cool uh, space marines and, and green and beige and black with a bit of red, and it was it was really nice. And uh, so I went to Twitter to find the hashtag to see what other people did, and it was fucking empty. Like, no one jumped on it, and I felt really bad for him. But it was a, it was a really good video, and he's got, like, he usually tries to put some kind of, like, emotional core into what he's doing, even if it's just, like, making up a story for the character. And that can be really fun, because he likes to do, like, a, a painting roulette where he'll pick a random character out of a bag. He'll roll dice to see, like, is it a villain? Is it a hero? Is it a NPC? What's the color scheme? And then he, he'll he paint it, and he'll try to, like, come up with a story so he's invested. And he, he's really fun. Like, it's just a good, wholesome mini painting channel. So I, I would recommend Goobertown Hobbies to people. That sounds pretty fun. Um, I like, uh, there's a new game mode they're putting in 9th edition where it's, uh, I think it's called Crusades and it's supposed to be like a, a progress focused, um, almost like a single player campaign. And there's rules for like, you start out with very small squad, but every round you finish, it's like you get, uh, points to spend on expanding your army out as oh. like narratively things flow and the challenges get like deeper but there's like exclusive equipment to this mode so you can kind of like overpower your heroic characters or you can really invest in like bringing an army to the table sure and uh some of these shops are setting up like narrative campaigns where they're they have like a structure in place so every week you can like you can pop in and and you build up your army a little more and um and work through a story and what's neat is that the it's kind of like a D thing where you get like a character sheet and you name all your units. Oh, and nice. They, they get like you know when they do something heroic, like they get a little medal. Like you, you denote accomplishments and things, and it adds this like level of personality where I could picture somebody um like having like a favorite unit that always comes through, and then like they die, and so they like paint a tribute onto the side of the tank, or like somebody got hurt and they almost didn't make it, so they like you add on like a little scar over his eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of love that feeling of like caring about your army. Yeah, for sure. Like I've named all my Warhammer characters. Yeah, you didn't even like finish painting them yet, and you already like have your favorite orc. You know, I've, you give them a name, and it's like okay, that's the part. Like the the leader is Thrall Pit Horde, which is dumb as shit because all the words just fell wrong. Because you told but me to a do name. that. It's got a name. But yeah, and I was like, okay, so this is the leader. How do I yeah. build him? He's got to fit his name. It's like, oh, he's got two guns. Fuck yeah, he does. He's Thrallpit Horde. And then Pickle, he's he's missing both of his arms. They've been replaced with machines. He's in a pickle. And that's how I play Warhammer. I like that. Yeah. Have we done... Um, I guess I should share Glad Space. Oh, I wasn't I'll... sure if what you just mentioned was or not. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll I'll be brief. Um, I'll also be forgetful. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, Kero Kero Bonito. You listen to her? I don't know who that is. No. So she did the Bug Snacks song, and I didn't realize this artist was like a musician that does stuff all the time. So I I found the song on YouTube and was like, oh, this is fun. And I listened to it, and like the single they released is better than the trailer cut. And I was like, oh, I like this. This is a nice sound. And then it like auto recommends her other stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I like this. <laughs> um, there's one song about playing video games where she samples the uh, 
You know that chime that plays in Mario 64 when you start a level? It's like, oh, yeah. Bop, 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 bop. The, the samples that ba a lot. And it's interesting where I'm starting to associate that sound with that song more than the game. Oh, interesting. Like, it's it's an accurate use of the sampling. I feel like a lot of people get really lazy when they sample something. Like, there's that one song where they, they sample the uh, um, the Munsters opening theme. Yeah. And it's just like, I just think about the Munsters every time it plays. Like, what is the point of this? But anyways, I really like Kero Kero Bonito. Yay! Yay! This was fun. Do you want to play Space Station 13 tonight? Yay! Did you want to learn how to be a chef? I think I might try the chef. Um, I think being a chef is pretty fun. Because you learn how to, like... Yeah, I mean, you did the bartending, right? Yep. So it's a similar thing where you gotta follow the steps to, like, do the recipe right. Yep. But there's also a couple, like, shortcut machines where you can put any food in the cereal maker and it'll just make, like, a box of it. Oh, interesting. So what I like to do is when I when I burn food and I get, like, a burnt mess, I just put that in the cereal maker and set out boxes of burnt mess cereal. <laughs> and it's like, hey, it's it's technically food. There you go. Because I know if you eat just burnt mess, you don't get nutrition. It just makes you sick. I think if you eat the burnt mess cereal, it doesn't make you sick, but you might not get that much nutrition out of it. Okay. But it is fun to look at, because there's, like, a little picture of the burnt mess on the box. Oh, nice. So I like to set out a bunch of like weird garbage, and people like, sure. walk by and look at the cereal and walk walk away. I only have time for like probably one round though, and then I should shower and play with the cat, and whatnot. Um, yeah, but yeah, we'll let me go. Fun. I'll go grab Joe too and see because he wants to try the botanist. I think we're gonna have some fun tonight. Yeah, I hope everybody else had fun listening to this. I know it was way more conversational than normal, but also I really enjoyed drinking beer and having just a chat with you, Cameron. Oh, likewise, and I I hope the listeners are enjoying their beer and wish that they could join in the chat. Yeah. Love you, kisses. 